there are, it seems to me, two fundamental dimensions, perhaps fundamental energies in the spiritual life. There is the practice of abiding, and there is the practice of striving. You will, of course, see ample testimony in Scripture and in the tradition to both these energies of a lively spiritual practice. We abide as the kingdom we proclaim is within us and among us. We strive to make known to this world because the kingdom is coming when we least expect it and we are called to be alert to its advent. At the beginning of this morning's quiet day, I invited you to spend this day simply abiding, to linger for a time in the trust that all is given in Christ and that there is always already enough, that we are well, that we are home. I invited you preferentially into that space today because in this time of continuous crisis in public health, climate, civility, politics, race, and more, I fear we begin to lose sight of the divine blessing that lies yet upon us. Always already given, unearned and unearnable that is the love of God for us, and for us to overlook that we are beloved and beloved simply because God has made us so is to risk falling into a sense of continued agitation that in very measurable ways wears down body and soul to the point of death, spiritual or even physical, But I alluded to the fact that we are also called to move, to strive, to consent, to growth and change, to leave our nets behind and be followers on the way, seeking what God is doing in the world and joining ourselves to that. This, too, we cannot overlook. For from those to whom much is given, much is required, and to be given the grace of belovedness impels us into the world to show mercy, seek justice, and reconcile, to announce to all that they too are beloved, that they are beautiful, that there is enough for all at the table God spreads. There are those in the tradition who speak of these two energies of our lives as being in a kind of alternating rhythm. That's true, I guess. Certainly to all things there is a season, and abiding and resting, going and doing, can be understood as seasons of the spiritual life. It is also true that we both abide in God and work for God as a body, 
made of many members, a community, and not each member of the community will be called to the same posture at the same time. But in fact, we are probably healthiest when we can sense that an energy for ministry and mission wells up like a stream from our time gloriously just abiding in God's love. And that a sense of deep well-being, of being at home, arises even as we are out in the world slaying the dragons, working and witnessing and pressing for change and conversion. Our readings tonight both hint a bit at this integral dance between abiding in God and striving for God. Ezra evinces in the joy of a return home to abide again in Zion, an accompanying zeal to renew the people in the doing of the law. Whatever we may think of his particular concerns, this scribe will dig deep into the law to refashion among the people an active walking in the way of the covenant. And then we see in Luke's Jesus a call to go out to proclaim the kingdom, heal and reconcile, but they will go without provisions because they will find home all along the way, sitting lightly to the results, doing the work, being at home within it. To abide and to strive, to rest and to work, to be at home on the mission to feel the call to go out as the vector of our rest. This, it seems to me, is the dance of the mature spiritual life. One that neither falls complacent with self-concern, nor turns the gospel into a program of activities. In this dance of abiding and striving, we find ourselves well and whole and able to celebrate life even as we wrestle with its challenges. Mary Oliver, in one of her later poems written a few years before her death, once wrote, I have decided to find myself a home in the mountains somewhere high up where one learns to live peacefully in the cold and the silence. It's said that in such a place certain revelations may be discovered, that what the Spirit reaches for may be eventually felt, if not exactly understood, slowly, no doubt. I'm not talking about a vacation. Of course, at the same time, I mean to stay exactly where I am. 
Are you following me? And this poem of Oliver's, it seems to me, is the dance between the holy place where God lives and a setting out to find it, between giving all one has to it, hardly a vacation, but staying put for the journey right where we are. To give witness and call others to follow on the way only to discover the temple right under our feet. This is our life in Christ. May the God who loves us just as we are call us to become who we might be as we are both blessed and called in baptism. May we passionately bear witness to the divine mission with joy and ease. And in God's time, may all manner of things be well.